confession. Hey guys, so excited to introduce you to our first guest. Woo! We were so thrilled to get her to the point that we genuinely didn't think it would be her. We kind of thought it might be someone catfishing us on email, but it turns out it wasn't. And who we're talking about is Jessica Power from Maths. Married at first sight, for those who don't <laughs> shorten. Maths, maths, maths. Um, no, it was really exciting to speak to her and we just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an intro before we delve deep into the chat we had with Jess. Um, we go into our confessions, we talk a little bit about maths, we go dive a bit into mental health, we ask her about her love life. Yeah, it's a pretty good episode and the best one to start off what could only be described as a series of amazing guests we have in future. Um, also, just a forewarning, I, Emily, sound slightly far away because my voice is so quiet, slightly like a cartoon mouse, but forgive me, I will make sure I'm far nearer the microphone in future episodes. Enjoy! I'm Sam. And we are here with a very special guest. <laughs> Hi guys. So, so happy to have you on our podcast as our first ever guest. So I guess we'll give you a little bit of a background of what Confession Sessions actually is and where it's come from um, before we get into the juicy stuff. Um, <laughs> so Confession Sessions is basically a podcast where we have a guest on and we ask them to confess either a secret um, or a kind of embarrassing story. And it can be literally <laughs> anything. So it could be like, I once stole a sweet from a shop when I was seven. It could be something really serious. Just trying to think of something serious. But... So we've done three so far. And obviously this came about from being stuck inside our houses. <laughs> um, and we had this lying about. So we we're like, why not? We'll get cracking. So maybe it will help if we if I do my confession first. Yeah, I want to hear your ladies. What were yours? Because like, I mean, I think I embarrass myself on the daily. Yeah, well, <laughs> great. <laughs> so do I, literally on the daily. I'm just like, stop talking, Jess. Just stop talking. Well, I mean, I went into the office yesterday and I've just started a new job and it was my first day there. And I've got my lunch and I was, it was I mean, this isn't even my confession. This is just what happened yesterday. And I've got a packet of sort of, what are they, banana chips? And I was opening them up, trying to be like quite quiet because there aren't many people still in the offices. And so I was trying to be a bit subtle about it. Bang, banana chips everywhere, flew. The whole packet is like all over. Everyone turns around and looks at me. I'm the new girl as well. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> can I hide my head in shame now? <laughs> oh but. my God. Okay, I think I know what mine's going to be now because it was so amazing okay right this is having traumatic flashbacks but you'll love it <laughs> <laughs> if you've got yours in your head jess go ahead um okay i'll tell you mine so i used to hate catching the school bus home from school because like we, we always got picked up and then mom one weekend so mom one week said we had to catch a school bus and i hated it because like i was never the cool kid i was a kid <laughs> that went to the, the library and read and like i never had like a boyfriend or I was just super like ugly and like nerdy and like recluse. Anyway. <laughs> I can't imagine. And like the back of the bus obviously. Yeah. The back of the bus is like where the kids sit. So I was like, mm, 
I'm going to walk all the way down to the cool kids where my brother is, um, not knowing that he would shun me in front of everyone. Like <laughs> forever, that one. Anyway, as we're getting off like the bus, I was so nervous. As we're getting off the bus to our stop because we got home, I've like walked off the bus and then I hear everyone like giggling and like snickering. And I'm like, what's going on? And I was like, ah, oh, that anxiety. Mm. And then when I got from my brother's like, ugh, your school, your school dress is caught in your backpack, Jess, your eyes are showing. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I think I was like year 11 as well. So it was so, like, it was like, you know, the time it's of your not life. not young enough for it to be cute, is it? <laughs> No, and like all the boys and, and even the girls and oh, it was just horrible. I have a question. Was it like, so this has happened to me before in an airport and I was wearing the worst knickers in the world. It was like skin coloured, flesh coloured <laughs> pants and they were on the outside. Yeah. So my question was, did you have nice pants on at least? Do you know what? I don't even thought, I don't even think I bought nice underwear up until I was like, uh 21 like i like I, I lost my virginity like quite late in my life so i never needed like to buy that i no. guess and i would look at like, my mum's g-strings and go ew i feel like that I buy that sometimes i'm like i want comfort <laughs> comfort <Yeah>. overlook <laughs> yeah, actually, exactly i don't think i own any nice underwear you only do your wash and you hang it on the line and you like, look at it like Oh God, this is why I haven't had sex in so long. I actually think I said this a couple of years ago and I had three different girlfriends buy me lingerie sets because my at mine was so awful. Um, should I do mine now? Yeah, let's hear yours. Yes. <laughs> then you can get a bit of it. So this one I've gone down a slightly yeah. different route. This is more of a, probably a bit of a naughty confession. Um, but not a naughty, so I feel like my icons have been like a bit too sexual. sexual. So I'm trying to move them away from that and have some- I was trying not to say that either. Yeah, a bit more PG, especially if I'm going to start telling people at work, oh, we're doing, we've done our podcast, and then they start listening to it. I'm not sure if I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure they listen to this episode instead. So yeah. anyway, so I'm not sure if you, I don't think you'll um, have this in Australia. So we have lots of obviously different deliveries and this one's called HelloFresh. Have you got it? Yes, we do. HelloFresh, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, so I signed up to HelloFresh, um, had the first box come, it's really good, used that, great, loved it, but then was also like, can I actually afford to keep this going? And was like, no, it was great for one off, I'm just gonna stop it now and actually I can, you know, I can cook these meals myself. I, I don't think I need the help. It was great just one time. Yeah. Anyway, then get a ring on my doorbell and I've got a pa the package has just been left. This is like two weeks later. And I was like, oh, another HelloFresh box. Hmm, that's weird. Sure, I canceled it. I was like, anyway, picked it up. Didn't read any labels or anything. Was like, oh, this will be fine. Was like, great, maybe I just didn't cancel it in time. And well, they've just sent another box. So I'm like, I've cooked all the meals, all the food, like the rest of the foods out in the, in the cupboards. And then about two hours later, I get a knock on the door from the neighbors. Yeah. Has anyone seen my HelloFresh box? And I was like, Beef. I mean, Did you line up to the curry's cooking at the moment. <laughs> Everything else is in the cupboards. I was like, I can't, I can't say, I can't. I was like, oh, no, but you know, they do go missing a lot, don't they? It's so, 
was, I even I made it. I even like continued the lie. But yeah, I just had to like I locked my door after. I was like, hope they don't smell the curry coming out of the Hello Fresh. I was just gonna say, oh my god, just like their noses like come through the door. Like I can smell something familiar. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they hadn't read what they were going to cook, because if they had, then they'll yeah. definitely know. But anyway. And it's new recipes each week, but I would totally lie about that too. I would die inside. Yeah, yeah exactly. And what are you going to do? Go and get all the, um, you know, all the ingredients back out of the fridge, out of the shelves, and put them in the box and be like, oh, sorry, I've cooked guys, one. I mean, guys, this is no I'm really glad you're with me, Jess. Truth-telling world. Yeah. I mean, I bet you both just like sit there eating your lovely HelloFresh dinner, like really smug. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> was it an old lady? No, it wasn't an old lady. Well, then it's fine. Yeah, it's exactly. not an old lady. It's fine. Exactly. It's not old it's people. I mean, come on. Yeah. I would, I, the, the embarrassment would kill us too much. Yeah, exactly. No, I couldn't get it out. Anything on her high horse. And actually, last summer, she got sent some flowers and thought, um, I've literally just remembered this. She was like, oh, I don't know who these are from. This is really weird. It wasn't her birthday, no secret admirer. And so chopped all the ends off, put them in a nice vase, arranged, then gets a message from her cousin, like, I've accidentally delivered flowers. They're not for you, they're for your other cousin. You kept them. Oh, I <laughs> no, I swear I put them back in the thing. No, but I you, you planned on keeping them. Yeah, I had Just planned. as bad. Yeah. I thought Did I was not an admirer that I didn't know about, which is the first time in my life ever. And I was like, oh my God, someone like sent me lovely flowers. Why would you yeah. not put them in the vase? Well, who bloody sends flowers without a card anyway? Yeah, exactly. Like, I would immediately think they're for me as well. I'd be like, exactly. surely no one else in this house could receive flowers. Yeah. But I mean, maybe a secret admirer would send them without a card. Yeah. Anyway. I'd be a bit creepy, but also. I mean, Jess, true. I never get sent flowers. I was like, <laughs> Creepy or not, I'm accepting these. <laughs> Aww, everyone listening to this podcast should send you flowers. But I also don't want to give them my address. <laughs> True. Get a post box. I don't know. A PO box. That's what we'll do. That was um. That yeah. That was kind of. Yeah. I don't think it was naughty. I think I'm used to. It. So if you listen to any of our other episodes, Sam's are usually quite naughty. Would we describe that as naughty? No, I, I think know. it's not. I think it's a bit cheeky, like, I mean, naughty for me, you've all watched my behaviour on the show, <laughs> it goes, like, it has a threshold and it's pretty hot. Honestly, <laughs> you got us through the last lockdown. We have absolutely loved seeing you on our screens. My friend's so jealous right now, he, he was like, please say hi from me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. You know what I love about the UK fans, right, is that here in Australia, I just got ripped to shreds everyone was like you're cheated you've like this you that but the uk fans like there were quite a few that was that did troll but a lot of them were like you know what like i can understand like you'll match with someone that you didn't feel was your match you, yeah. you know somebody walked in who who you were his match as well and you we dan and i actually continued our relationship outside the um the show off the show after the reunion that you seen where we sort of broke up we obviously ended up breaking up but I moved like states for him and yeah. so yeah, like it actually did for a while work, but I mean, they all come to an end. Love is not real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, are you still friends with Dan? Yeah, so you guys will receive our reunion that we've just filmed here in December. So it was just said February, I think, here. Oh, okay. And um, he messaged me not long after and he said, you know, um, and this was kind of, I don't know, I, I've, I've read it going, 
this is a bit weird because like we used to sleep together because we <laughs> but it was like you've grown into such a beautiful young woman I am so proud of you it was like a message you kind of, like it was beautiful and I loved it we we are good friends yeah. but I was kind of like this is a message I kind of expected from my dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> but thanks dad you already were a beautiful young yeah. woman like you haven't grown into that you already are beautiful so. no, it's so nice being told it but you should already know it you know yeah. yeah. So, well, I think from watching the reunion, he sort of seen my, you know, everyone will get to see two and a half years of like your personal growth. That's what he was more being in reference to. But yeah. he's, he's got a new partner and she's beautiful and he's he's just he's just a good dad, a good guy. But he was just one of the guys that should have just been my mate as opposed to my soulmate. He's still out there, guys. Could yeah. be Pete Wicks. I guess it's the kind of show you were on, though. It's like, he he maybe you saw in him because you know you i find with a, a boyfriend it's something that you you fall in love with their personality and with friends you fall in love with their personalities as well so maybe it, if you weren't in that sort of bubble it would have been different yeah this is what i try to explain to people you know like because everyone says oh there wasn't any there's no success stories from right at first sight but when you're in the bubble of the experiment, it's you and him, and that is it. When you come out, you need to, um, you, you've got to work around living in different states, friends, work, family, um, and then also this newfound fame or celebrity, and everyone wants a piece of you. And I think it's a lot when you've just met somebody, and Dan and I didn't get the entire experiment together. So, um, you know, rumors go around, cheating allegations go around. Like, it's just, you can't, Dan and I couldn't see each other. So we were dating for a long time, but on the show where it was airing here, I, I was still with Mick. So I wasn't allowed to go out anywhere with Dan. Like, wow. couldn't, had to wear my ring that Mick gave me for the first part of the season, because Dan gave me one at the end. Couldn't wear his, it was just like, it was just weird. It's just really weird. Yeah. You touched on um, one of our questions for you actually was going to be about um, you know becoming like an immediate celebrity after the show and like having to deal with that. And one of our questions was like, do you get prepared? Do they give you like preparation behind the scenes from a site, or is it like you kind of are just tossed into the world and people recognise you? You get like a little bit of media training, but I mean. Like without saying too much and getting in trouble by the <laughs> um, you know you're 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 told what they want you to know. So um, basically, it's taken me three years now to work out the media, figure out you know what's rumors, what's not, who to trust, who not to trust. Like I would tell, you know, somebody in that in publicist in the publicistic team, I guess, um, some a few personal things like over the Christmas break and then. A few of those things would like end up in like articles and I would sit there going, who do I tell that about? I'm like, oh, okay. Like they obviously want to push the show and push the momentum, but yeah, so you get a little bit of media training. My media training was, Jessica, I just want you to know that your face is the most recognised face in Australia, but also the most hated. And because I was like 20, I think I was 22. No, I was 20, uh, it was what, three years ago, I'm 30 this year. So I was 25. Um, I was the youngest bride. I was all just like bubbly and like bright eyed and like, this is so much fun. And then the show aired and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, it's, yeah. um, I mean, you see it with shows over here as well with like Love Island, um, sort of the backlash yeah. that people get and the way it can, you know, 
these people go into the show and they're not prepared for it and um sort of we've seen the way that you sort of respond to trolls and love it are all for it sort of calling them out i mean i just think yeah. that's so empowering and such a good way to to look at it because i think it can really eat people up i mean um we've yeah you've seen it in the uk yeah yeah it's terrible do you know what though like and I do have a lot of people message me saying, how do you get over the trolling? How do you deal with the articles? And I just sit there and I go, do you know what I think? I think I feel so bad for whoever wakes up in the morning and goes, you know what I'm gonna do after my morning coffee, darling? I'm gonna go on the internet and abuse someone I don't know. Like, I mean, get a hobby, babe. Go call your mom or like read a book or go for a walk. <laughs> I don't understand how somebody, like you just said, can get as keyboard warriors. I you just have to be so full of hate for other people and people you don't know. And like, how can you, or you, maybe you hate yourself and then you translate that onto other people. I don't know. It just baffles me that people can do that. And, and you know what? It's very, um, it's just very silly because I mean, anyone knows reality TV, it's highly edited, especially mm. Married at First Sight here. Now I know your <laughs> Married at First Sight was more documentary style. Apparently they're trying to film oh, it. Oh, UK, yeah, we've never watched the UK one. We've only watched your one. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently they're trying to film it like the Australian one now, but like there would be scenes where, um, you know, I'm having an argument with Mick and this, this, these arguments and these things I'm saying have been spread out over four different days because I've got different nail color. <laughs> or like, like, you know, and I just sit there going, how does, how does nobody see this and think, this is really what I'm like. So, so it's why I'm so transparent and just mm -hmm. real. I always said to my publicist, like she hates me. <laughs> I always said to her, like, I'm not going to be this polished media person that you want me to be because I have a platform. Mm. I can use it to speak. And online trolling is one of the most like horrible things in the whole world. This is why young kids or you know even adults like kill themselves. You know, if you've got yeah. bad home life, if you've got a poor you know, school or whatever's going on. And the things I get, is, they're disgusting. And you know, you cop that on the daily, like that's why I heard that a few, a Love Island um, contestant had committed suicide. Like that is just disgusting. And so yeah, I, I just, I just, I'm transparent. I be myself so people can see the real Jess. It was very lucky that I got to do the reunion and turn the Australian public around with to see my growth. but. It's just a new bloody wave of it. And I just think yeah. it's funny. I guess we've watched it from the, the point where you have been able to tell your truth. Whereas maybe when it when it came out in Australia, you weren't able to do that, I guess. Like you just said, you know, you were going out of town, but you had to wear your wedding ring and all sorts yeah. of things like that. And then, and then no one believed me either. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, you lied and you cheated the whole way through. So like, why should we believe you? So yeah. I'd sit there some days pulling my hair out going, why do, why do I even bother? Like, I don't give a and my producer, would, um, sorry, my publicist would be like, you can't say that, Jess. <laughs> like, but I don't give a shit about their opinions. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I do now on the daily, let's say 10 messages, um, only three of those would be poor. And the only time it ever upsets me is when it, when it affects my family. Other than that, yeah. like, carry on with your incessant rant. It takes me two seconds to block you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Very, very, very. <laughs>
bloody hell, I've just like, I expected this, it to be daylight when I did this interview. Otherwise I would have moved to a different room. So sorry if the lighting's really poor. Oh no, the lighting's good. Great. You look so much better than us. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just like stress when I have to do these audio ones and I'm like, freaking out thinking oh no like my and all my friends are like jess you look fine stop freaking out it's all you have all you think about now because any little thing like, like that's out of touch gets picked on so i guess it's like an insecurity just like oh god like, i mean you know what leads so on to what we wanted to actually ask you um we kind of just you're so open with everything you you do we're just we love that i think it's really different to the uk as well um, like I feel like in the UK where like people kind of shy away from talking about the changes they make to their body but I feel like with yourself and even with Australians sort of more as a whole they're more open about the changes they make it's like it's not really fair is it like I can't sit there and say people ask me for my skin routine like I can't sit there and say that I don't have like Botox and fillers like bitch I <laughs> like my pigmentation and I go get like vampire facials and you know what's like, vampire facial like I'm really intrigued well so obviously they take the so they take your blood they spin the plasma from the blood and what they do is they drip it onto your um your face and is, have you had skin needling done before no okay so basically what they do is they um get a pen which has got tiny little needles in it which will just break your epidermal layer and it just it, it injects the plasma into your skin which boosts it boosts your collagen production um as you can tell i'm studying this at my beauty school um <laughs> but uh but i love it because i just feel like fresh and plump and everyone's like you're so young like you don't need to get all this crap done but essentially like i'm just I'm just uh, preventing aging. Like I'm getting, yeah. looking after my skin. Looking after your skin prevents wrinkles. Like you know, ha- eating the right foods, having the right like you know vitamins, and also putting the right products onto your skin. You need to look after it. So, yeah. And the whole I think there was a, I think there was articles going around of saying Jessica Powers had sixty thousand dollars worth of no sixty pounds sixty thousand pounds I think it was which I don't know how much that reverts to Australian dollars, of plastic surgery done. Um, I've actually never had any plastic surgery done. I've never gone under the knife. But yeah, so, you know, 50, I think $50,000 Australian dollars was my veneers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had, I had a uh, fat graft. So that was like, they took some of the fat from the side of my thighs and injected into my boobs. Yes, we and love then, that. Yeah, I loved it too. Like I told you we'll get look on one day, but you know, like not yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and then the rest is just like injectables. You're doing it for you and you feel like good about it. And it's like, you know, that that's your reasoning or whatever your reasoning is like, fair fucking enough. Mm. Um, I've, I really want one of those chin things. I'm desperate for one of those things. Oh, the, um, this, like the uh, needles that dissolve it? That, yeah. I was like, oh, we were I doing this that. the other day. Yours looks great. Have you ever done anything with that just natural? That's just natural, but babe, it doesn't work. I've had two girlfriends uh-huh. that have gone and had it done, like, and you have to go for about four or five sessions and it's still the same. But you know, like if you, so if you turn your, like you do your side profile, if you hold your tongue to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> and literally look like an old woman. Like, like it just pulls, it pulls it back. So I don't know, I mean, 
like it's I just do everything for me like even when I go up and go get dressed up and go out I don't do it for men kind of ties into obviously you're kind of an influencer now after maths and kind of massively, well, massively an influencer <laughs> it goes back to the like trolling question but do you find that people troll you in terms of how you look and your body image and, and, and do you think that body image like, I'm trying to work out exactly what my question is but like how do you deal with people kind of trolling you the body image specifically people just always crap on about my lips like you know what i don't like honey if you want to have look if you want to look like you have like two paper thin things on your face like oh that's not my problem um i like how i look um but but with body image for me on the internet the only thing that upsets me about it is that i have a young i have two younger sisters and you know i feel feel in 2021 you know we have so many young women on the on the internet you know young girls they're influenced by us you know as influencers um and you know i i just try to really reiterate to them on my stories like the perfect lining's not real the perfect selfie's not real the perfect angle um you know like i take about thirty thousand freaking photos to get one photo and then i sit on facetune for about five hours trying to like you know blow out all the imperfections I feel that girls have a very unrealistic um, view on what beauty is because beauty doesn't come from what, what you look like on the outside. It's what you look like on the inside. And I feel girls are now trying to just fix the outside first, which then turns them into, a, you know, they get a bit, little bit of popularity. They're, um, you know, they, they fight between their friends over boys or whatever. And then that just really breeds not the right type of woman inside yeah. you know, a beautiful inside so yeah people focus too much on looks these days it is and then i mean unless you're doing it for yourself i just think who cares what you look like mm. if you wake up with green skin and orange hair with polka dots on who cares like and you okay. look and you think you look good like just because society and the internet saying well that's not that's not what's right like who the hell made that up who who made up this image of what beauty is yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a, quite a lot about Khloe Kardashian recently. Um, yeah, I got that sent to me. What was that about? Like an unphotoshopped photo of her. Yeah. Like, but she looks unreal. But she, I think if she just owned it, it would have been fine. But I think she, she was like, everyone has to delete it. I think her grandma posted it. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But you know but also fair enough to her if she like i think it's absolutely fine if she wants to put up a photo where she's edited because that's how she feels she looks best amazing but i wish she'd just owned the photo because she looked unreal like so she's, good she's like 40 and like, she has a yeah. incredible body like way more than yeah i think this is where it comes back with you know the like I, even before I said to you guys, like I get so nervous doing anything because I have so many eyes watching me. Imagine being somebody on that level. No. But I do have something on my Instagram, on my tiles, um, and it's about body image. And it was because a, sh a shot, a photo, a paparazzi photo came out when I was dating Dan. And I was just, I was eating really poorly. We were flying a lot. Like, anyway, I had to work. It's just, oh my God, it's so bad. The, there's a photo of my butt on there. And I, I'm in a bikini and I have so much cellulite. And like, no yeah. girl wants that posted. It was no. the worst lighting. 
Anyway, I got trolled for it massively. Like it went everywhere. And can you imagine as a young female, like I was just, look, I looked at myself in the mirror and I've never questioned myself ever. I looked yeah. at myself in the mirror every day going, like, how do I get rid of this? How do I get rid of it? And it wasn't even that bad, but in my head, it just was created this monster. Yeah. And everyone's like, you know, um, there's another post in there of, of where I just got really, really skinny. And then there was another post where I've actually just got healthy and it's all smooth. And I mean, I got to where I wanted to be, but like, if, if that photo didn't come out, like I wouldn't have had that insecurity. Yeah. And I wouldn't have like, you know, all these problems in my head with some, with now worrying what people think. And yeah, so I can understand like those sorts of photos coming mm. out without your permission. It's, it's just a lot. People and are I so feel like for someone like you, it's a photo that's taken um, like a, you know, a, for the Daily Mail or something like that. But I guess <laughs> for people who are slightly younger, it's a photo maybe they put on their own social medias and then that like, I don't know, I feel like, it can be backlash on that so they experience it on a low like slightly lower level but that's what gives people their insecurities yeah well it's posted now but but yeah it was it was horrible yeah um i guess i think the press fuel it as well both uk press and um australian press i think be interesting to know actually whether you because because maths has now come out in the uk more recently kind of three years after it was in australia have you experienced like negative uk press as a result after or has it kind of been okay because the uk press is renowned for being pretty damn harsh Really? No, I actually love, um, I've got no bad press, really. I mean, nothing that I haven't, which I haven't had before, like, oh, you know, just swap the damn, rah, 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 but nothing bad. And one thing I actually really do like about the journalists, like the journalists over there is they ask, they've all asked me the same question and I never got it asked by the Australian journalists. It was, um, do you feel that the women on this show are, are given more slack when a situation like your cheating happens and the men? So, for instance, like I got absolutely like dragged through like the gates of hell yeah. when Dan and I like uh, cheated and Dan basically got nothing. And it's so true. Like we, like the women just get so much hay. And yeah, so I, I think the press has been fine for now. I'm supposed <laughs> to be coming over. I'm supposed to be coming over soon with my for my agency. I Hopefully, once COVID's a little bit settled. So who knows? I might just might get myself into trouble. I always do. Now I'm single <laughs> anyway. I know you're single now. How's that? I know. Thank God. <laughs> And we hear, we see that you're looking to create sort of a platform and place for people to talk about past relationships, a podcast. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because I, I, I've been sharing recently sort of my, my mental health struggles with my breakup and mm-hmm. like without going too much into it, um, I've just really developed like a lot of anxiety. Um, I really like realised that a lot of the things that I'm scared of now weren't there before and and, it, and it's not, you know, it doesn't have to always be a physical thing. It can be a mental. And I feel that mental is so much more damaging than yeah. physical at times. Yeah. And so I, I literally put that up just to share how I was feeling because my followers were asking. Yeah. And the, the messages I received, like I teared up on one of the videos because I... It broke my heart that so many women are out there with with no support, 
they feel alone they've got no one to turn to they feel like this they're the only pe- person that this is happening to so yeah i am I'm, I'm i am looking at creating just a safe space for women to share like their experiences to share how they um you know got through it and just to build one another because as women i feel these days we don't build each other enough we just tear one another down i think women can be meet worse sometimes than men at kind of saying horrible things and oh a hundred percent a hundred percent half the trolls that are on my in- on my um instagram um are mothers and i i'll reply back to these women and say do you know what i hope to god one day your daughter never goes on a tv show never falls for a guy who she thinks she loves never makes the wrong choices and then has to suffer the messages that i'm receiving from the likes of you like you are a mother and i feel that you really like <laughs> like my dad hated it like how i was on the show but he would never speak like that towards me no, so, I'm so it's shocked. always just the women but mothers, I don't know, I just, that shocks me, but yeah, you're right, like, you would never, like, wish that upon your own child, so why would you wish that upon anybody else? But yeah, women yeah. can be really mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, you know who's mean are my sister when they are mean. Yes, <laughs> me. But, you know, with family, they can, you, they can be as mean as they want to, family, and then you can be like, do you want to go for a coffee and have an hour? You know, it's like that kind of relationship. Um, yeah, definitely. And it's like, you know, I can be fighting with my sister and then, you know, five minutes later, someone will say something nasty to her and I'll be like, what did you just say? Yeah. Yeah, because other people can't be mean to your sibling, but you can be the meanest to your sibling. Yeah. Well, you all seen that with mine and Mick's um, homestay, how he spoke about my family. I was, there was actually a lot cut out from that scene. I was a li- like livid. Like I, I got my, took my ring off and ditched it at his head. Well, didn't, didn't he say- You should have. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> that would have made great television. I'm not gonna lie. Like that's my, no, I did, I did. They cut it out. They cut oh. it out. But that's, my, but that's my family. Like you can't, don't ever, ever, ever speak on my family. Like I just, I will see red. I took my eyes go black. I don't know what's going on. And I'm just like going at everyone. Yeah, but they should. That was shocking. I couldn't believe it. Oh. Yeah, it was disgusting. Like, and the things that, that they cut out as well, from what he was saying, I was just looking at him going, are you for real right now? What, give us an example of something he, they cut out. Uh, well, so he called my, um, so first he said, your bridesmaid, like, no, your two bridesmaids, which was my sister and my best friend. He goes, do they even have any pers- personalities or do their faces just not move from any of the Botox? Uh, first of all, honey, my sister doesn't have Botox, um, hasn't ever had any work done to her face. And then he called them the S word, which ends in a T word, <laughs> a T letter, which I'm not going to say because I don't know how your um, podcast is. No, you can say that. Yes, yeah. And then he called my Yeah, called my brother a dickhead. Um and my dad my dad a drunk. My dad had two drinks the entire time and said that he was being intimidating to all of his family. And I was like, you know what, hon, like I'm about to this is before producers came. And I was like, I'm about to kick off in two (laughs) seconds if you don't stop. And then his friend said, oh, so have you two have been sleeping together? And he and then Mick says, nah, but I'm about, I'm about as, as toey as a Roman sandal. I'm about to go get an escort. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not my perfect match, yeah. surely. <laughs> I was like looking at him going, 
I'm confused. Is this a setup? And then when the producers got there, they needed us to reenact it because we had the fight off camera. And then that's why I walk off saying I can't act effing fake on camera because I was so angry. Yeah. I guess it's a terrible start to what ended up being not a very good relationship between the two of you. I mean, but then it kind of... Nah, we were never matched. No, definitely not. I mean, I loved you at the farm. I thought you really stuck it out. I don't think I would have. I was, I honestly, watching, I mean, TV gold, but I was like, are they really serious right now? Like, is this actually happening? <laughs> what was That's that? what I love, I love about people with me is like, I'm actually really, like I grew up, like my dad took us camping, like we went fishing, like I look real girly girl and high maintenance, but like, I mean, there's another like tile on my Instagram, like I am like literally plumbing out sh like <laughs> like I don't care, so yeah. I think that's what the producers wanted, they wanted me to be like, oh I'm not doing that, but I was like, go on then, love, exactly. I'll track the boots on, yeah, because I'm not, like, I mean, I, I appear how I look because like, it makes me feel nice, but I mean, I'm just a girl from WA who grew up in the bush. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, love it. Um, I feel like we're kind of... Yeah, I mean, unless you guys want me to do my confession before we... Yes, we've got to hear your confession. We, yeah. we can't, we go, can't go, do go. ours. We yeah. can't do yours. I'll wrap it Let's up go. with my interesting confession. So, when I was at university, I went on this night out and it was... Um, a themed night and I was in the hockey team and the theme was dressed as something beginning with H. So I dressed up as a hippie and I was in a lot of tie-dye. I woke up the next day and next to me on my bedside table was a, a piece of paper and it said police on the top and then it said victim report and next to it was written down on the piece of paper was call Jamal here's Jamal's number and I was just kind of like what the fuck <laughs> who the fuck is Jamal oh and you like, just like is Jamal my victim and I was so confused and so I called this random number and this guy was like I, I was like sorry it says to call Jamal I was like in my perfect in my perfect British accent excuse me sir um I've been told I should call Jamal um and so <laughs> Jamal, Jamal picks up and he's like, yeah, I'm coming over, you owe me money. And so he comes over and he's a taxi driver. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, I just don't remember anything. And he's like, you should have got an ASBO, which is an antisocial behavioral order, I think. Um, he was like, you were so drunk. And then he proceeds to tell me that I'd ordered a taxi, I'd got into his taxi, and then halfway through the journey, I was like, I've got no money. So then he was like, I'll take you to a cash point. Then I'd gone to a cash point, and he was like, you threw your card at it, like trying to launch your card <laughs> into the slot. And he was like, <laughs> you, he was like, you threw your card at it. And then obviously it didn't work. And then at the same time, two like local police guys, like the kind of like community police in like high vid, like were walking down the street as I was launching my card at the card machine. And they, I think they'd obviously spoken to Jamal and they said, we'll take her home. And then I had this complete flashback of being in the back of a police van, crying my eyes out because I thought I was going to prison. 
Um, but actually they just bundled me into the back of their like community police, like they weren't really real police, they were just like community officers. They put me into the back of their thing and I was obviously like panicking because I thought I was going to jail. Um, and oh take me home God. and then just like got Jamal's number so that I could pay him the money that I owed him. But I was just like, oh my God, what an ordeal. Also, I, I was still in my tie-dye outfit and someone had put a Hitler moustache in permanent marker on my on my face. Oh god. So I actually have a picture I have a picture of that night and it just I yeah, that is my terrible confession. I essentially tried to launch a card at a cash machine and ended up being taken over by some community police officers. All quite different confessions. Yeah I know the funny thing about your confession is is that you do not look like (laughs) you're like the girl right you're like the girl that like you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, she looks so like well presented. She speaks lovely, but like she's a freak in the sheets or something. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, do you know what? I wish I was a freak in the sheets. It's been a oh, while. Oh, yeah, that's what you say when you're sober. It's been like lockdown for a long time. I think I'll be anything. Oh, me. <laughs> I can't believe that. First thing I would think when if I rang a number next to my bed saying, you owe me money, I was like, oh no, surely like he doesn't think I was like, a prostitute or something. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Why are you brain. paying them money if you're yeah. a prostitute? Yeah, yeah. yeah, what the hell happened last night? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God, you guys were so much fun. That was so funny. That was great. It was so nice yeah. to chat. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting puffy by like the minute I can feel it. My face is like you swelling don't get up. You not at all. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> it's so bad here, but then. My friend, my housemate's like, it, it doesn't make any sense that you've got a big like bush, a rose bush outside your window. Just <laughs> my housemate's actually on this season's Married at First Sight. No way! Oh my gosh! Oh. Exciting. When does that come out in Australia? Interesting. It's just finished. They've just finished last. Uh, just the Sunday gone. Oh, I hope she got someone better than. Yeah. <laughs> it was a guy. It was a guy, and he kind of did the same thing I did. <laughs> Yes. I was like, you're in for a ride, mate. <laughs> At least you couldn't impart a lot of wisdom from your experience, though. Yeah. yeah I just said, keep your head yeah, down and just own it. Keep your I head down and own it. sooner than, like, three years later. I reckon, because it's done so, your season's done so well in the UK this year, I think we'll get it a lot sooner than, yeah, two and a half years Yeah. Later. Yeah, I think you guys are getting the reunion in a month and you're getting then season seven season seven and that's pretty that's pretty wild but it's um it did yeah they i think what they tried to do was they went okay wow this is what makes um great tv so they're trying to just uh you know put all the same sorts of personalities but it doesn't really work because there's no diversity so yeah it's still really good but like you're just like, whoa, what the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, I feel like every time it's got to be different. Also, I can't, I, we didn't actually say this, but I can't go over how much they must ply you with wine and alcohol at those dinner parties. Like, yeah. you can just see everyone's eyes, the like, drunkers. go. Like, one's looking yeah. there, one's looking over there. But I feel, do they just, they must just literally be like, pour it, like, anytime they see an empty glass, they're like, top that up. Like bottomless brunch for dinner Just to yeah. chat and to mingle and to, switch partners <laughs> well, some, well sometimes some people would get cut off but i was the only one that was allowed to drink rum and coke because they figured out early on that like it makes me kick off so i would sit oh, down with like rum and coke next to me and i and not for me being me and hating to be there i'd be like sweet and i'd just drink it yeah. not thinking 
yes, they're obviously doing. I, the whole time I had like these deer headlights on, oh, like not thinking I'm anything. I'm surprised. Like you're in such a bubble, aren't you? When they put in those kinds of situations. But no, yeah. sorry, we'll wrap it up. That was so amazing. Thank you Thank so you. much. Enjoy Have your evening. evening. Bye. Bye.